So I realized something uh, recently, and it was after a recording session that we did for the campaign that preceded this one, the ex- uh, exterminators. I, like the day after, and I was filled with shame immediately. And I keep forgetting to bring it up during recording sessions, so I didn't manage to do it last time. And that is that at some point you asked us what our some of our favorite quotes were. Our favorite quote was from an 80s action film. And I said the wrong quote. Ooh. I don't know if, and, and I'm sure, you know, if I don't know if this will make it into some broadcast or a, a future, future um, episode of, of something. And Richard, I beg you, please put it in in some <laughs> manner because, because I know that our, our legions of fans will be up in arms whenever yeah. they hear me make that mistake and not own up to it immediately. And um, again, it, it hurts me to my core that I would have messed this up. But there was a point when uh, the one I said, I was referencing Predator at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever the Predator reveals his face and what Arnold says to him. And I said, or I might have even said it was when he blew him up or something like that. But anyway, it was like, I think I said, he said, smile, you son of a bitch. That is from Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. is from Jaws. And in fact, is not from Predator. The quote I was thinking of is that you are one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why I got those two things wrong. Son of a bitch and motherfucker are not even the same word. But for some reason, it was sort of that moment, that similar feel uh, whenever, uh, you know, Roy's out there in the water and he fires the gun at the at the gas tank to blow up uh, uh, Jaws. And then, you know, when Arnold is like, getting crap beat out of them and anyway similar moments and um but again i i was uh, i was horrified these, myself I, these are the things that keep you up at night absolutely um i was visited by the pinkertons and they <laughs> <sold for that>. Welcome back, Vault Dwellers. We have another interesting situation in front of us. As you notice, or as you remember, our four intrepid adventurers are now stuck in the afterworld, a purgatory, an area of the realm that is for the dead. It's a place of transition where they should be making their way onto their their final destination. That seems really eerie when you say final destination. Yeah, I thought no you were going to say like final resting place at first. And I was like, are you trying to fucking kill us they now? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is where the dead are. I just, I can't think of final destination without seeing like some horrible accident happening. I was and, like, when you said that, I just pictured like a, a pipe or a tree trunk like coming from my face. Like the, the big uh, semi-trailer with all the logs on yeah. it. And, yeah. I still can't like go be behind one of those in a car. It just gives me anxiety. <laughs> So that's not exactly what's happening, but this is an area that is designed to take their recently departed and sort them to the places they should go, but that's not been happening for a very long time, and you guys are trying to fix that. So, so far you've managed to set one of your ten beacons. You have nine more that you need to set. Nine more beacons to put into place, but what are you going to discover at each of those locations? I feel like someone trying to kill us. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like probably enemies. That seems yeah. pretty pretty good bet. It seems like it seems like the general consensus so far um, I'm, with what we've discovered. I'm gonna bet that we're gonna see some dark, empty void, some ghosts, and some hostile ghosts. But here they're not ghosts. No, they're ghosts. Technically, so. they are still dead people. So ghosts. I bet you they're not gonna qualify as undead, are they, Richard? Uh, some might. Okay. Some. Nope. That's very vague. Uh, well, uh, do they have positive or negative healing? Uh, well, we'll <laughs> <laughs> the answer is all the above. The trick in doing something like this is what I don't want to do is rewrite all of the rules for everything that ever existed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because uh, how does all these interesting things interact? So 
Mechanically, nothing is going to change, so there may be some things. This one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know why you guys gave me this one again. That was your own fucking fault. So many of the things here uh, fall into that category, but not all of them are going to have undead traits depending on what they are. But some of them will. I'm sure this will come up later because I paid for a uh, uh, rune, a disrupting rune on my... <laughs> and, I, and, you know, he, he was like, Richard said, oh, yeah, sure, that's fine. And I was like, wait a minute. I'll bet you they're not classified as undead, you son of a bitch. All right, let's go. I will say if the creature had un- if, that I pulled the stat block from, if they were undead, it stays. Yeah. Are we going to run into the skeleton ghost? <laughs> skeleton ghost? <laughs> no. Not to say everything here, Mayor, you know, is going to have the trait. So it, that's going to kind Listen. of... It's the ghost ghost. It's the ghost of the most. Are you going to make a spice fight a ghost ghost? <laughs> a go- I am now. God. The ghost oh, ghost. It's ghost cubed. <laughs> Dear God. Guys, shut up. He's scribbling furiously over there. <laughs> now that you guys keep giving me all these great ideas, God sure. Damn it. Never talk to the judge. Jeez. Just, just listen, what? GM. That's have we learned do. nothing from three years of podcast? Four years. So, oh, yeah. listen, guys. Here's the thing. Um, Tuffy died, so now we're actually gonna have to fight Tuffy. No, <laughs> I don't know who this Tuffy is, but I quit. <laughs> we're gonna find all of Zadikiel's friends down here. Maybe. Oh maybe. shit! If we meet all the people I've killed, there's gonna be a lot. <laughs> it's a, a horde of, fight. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Abyss Watchers Part a lot, Two. A lot of battles. Like when the cop gets thrown into prison. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> just be like, uh, run for it. This is one beacon we don't need to set. Whatever God this is, well, he's screwed. It's, it's the <laughs> it's Punisher screwed. prison scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good fight scene. So good. But you guys do find your way to the next location. Once again, you are able to take one of those beacons, and it somewhat leads you, much like a, almost like a compass as it pulses, until it finally reaches a crescendo and a, a constant pace, and you know you're in the, the right spot. And just as you're about to get to that point, you see a spirit in front of you. You know, there's, there's, I say spirits, but there are, there are denizens here everywhere as this place kind of makes and remakes itself as the wills around it, you know, reshape it almost on a momentary basis. But this one is noticeable from a ways off. And you have that thing where you see it and you've seen some other spirits that are larger and a little more prominent. And you keep thinking to yourself, well, gosh, I hope we don't have to go over there. And of course, the beacon seems to be leading you right towards that spot and sure enough there is this large entity standing in your way what makes this one stand out a little bit more is while all of them here look corporeal and you guys you know kind of look incorporeal this one is brighter than the others not necessarily that it has a glow even though it kind of does that too but the colors seem more vibrant they seem more distinct more crisp it's like going from an old TV to a new, like, four Ultra K television. Everything is just so detailed. It almost looks out of place. That is this person, but it seems, just seems very bright on their own. They almost cast light around them. And they also seem to be standing in your way. Right. Ghost of Sheila. Somewhere there. Could I trouble you? Anyway. Somewhere towards the front of wherever we can be. Thank you. Uh, yeah, let's stay behind like that somewhere. But within 30 feet would be great. Oh, 25 feet. <laughs> 25 feet, you said? Yeah, just so I can get up there in one move if I need to. Some, 20 is fine. Okay. So, I don't know how close you want to be. Richard, uh, uh, I generally, I want to be kind of that, that uh, diagonal behind you. Okay. You got it. We're good. So, oh. Preferably, we're on a diagonal across the monster. As we get closer, you mentioned it's big and it's brighter, but what does it actually look like? Like a diamond. It's a person. Yeah. <laughs> does I want to be right? No. Um, it, it definitely is a, a person of some sort, although it's much larger. Uh, you don't think it's a giant because they seem to look different. This just seems like a normal uh, human that's just out of scale. And you've seen some of that around here as spirits kind of absorb more power that happens they tend to scale up a little bit that actually brings up a good question because uh, Zedekiel uh, has the ability to see spirits uh, as has been indicated for all the time he's been telling you people that there was <laughs> one that was following him around but 
But that said, I understand didn't didn't believe Zadikio. You don't trust him. But uh, that said, um, so my question is, it appears then to be the idea that it has absorbed power as opposed to, you know, I know sometimes spirits have a tendency to appear as they feel they are as opposed to, you know, it may depict them at different points in their life or what have you. Even though you indicated in this realm they appear to be mostly appearing healthy and hearty and hale and all that. But so do, do I get the impression is this that's what that is, is this is a powerful spirit as opposed to one who's just You do. Yeah. And in fact your sight works more that way here. Because here mm-hmm. everything's a spirit. Yeah. And everybody can see them all. But you see a little extra, a little more. Mm-hmm. You see more of their essence of the spirit, which is, you know, the regular realm that's what allowed you to see these spirits but here you can see that essence a little more thoroughly so you see more essence which you've learned i mean more power and unfortunately it means they've probably taken it from other spirits somehow yeah and you have seen other spirits that seem somewhat diminished as you go along mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily right around here but you, you've seen this phenomenon as you guys are traversing the afterworld in that case if i can mention to my colleagues i'll say uh, yeah, that's a powerful one there. He's, it's taken, uh, it's taken energy from other spirits. Um, this is one that probably ain't gonna go down with a easy fight. And in fact, when you guys get to about that point, it seems to move into a challenging stance. It sees you, you see it, and it kind of shifts that you, you know, your trained eyes notice the difference, and that's why you guys pause at that point. Uh, before we start, since we saw it, before we approached, would I be allowed to make a lore spirit on it? Sure. Okay. See if I can just identify anything about this. I get some understanding. Does anybody else have a knowledge check or any sort that you'd like to make? Uh, there's no reason we can't do this all at once. Um, I was gonna do... I got a 32. That's an occultism check. Uh, I can tell you that religion would be Are a good one. Uh, yeah, I'll do religion instead. Then. But anything that you have might you think might be appropriate. It's not a martial character, is it? A warfare lore? Uh, I would allow that. Okay. I mean, my um, my religion is going to be better. So, um, uh, warfare lore I think could be applicable. Okay. I- I'm going to give different information. It's like your information is going to be based more towards that. You make both, or um, unless so, is she making a religion check? I'm making a religion, yeah. For the sake of argument, let's okay. just. You have one that you want to warfare lore. Um, 32. Yeah, Thaumaturge, you got any skills? Yeah, uh, that's the thing. You know what? I'll make the occultism check. Oh, my God, a 32 on religion. No, I will not succeed that check. <laughs> 23. Okay. I rolled poorly on that warfare march. What did you end up with? A uh, total of, uh, oh, sorry, a total of uh, 16. Okay. So let's start over here with uh, the Jacks, who have rolled uh, Spirit Lord. Mm-hmm. Spirit lore seems very specific because this is a spirit. Now, you also now understand a little bit what Zedekiel was talking about, how this spirit has accumulated some power. But you also see that it's not just power, but as all too often happened, this power has led to some corruption. You think this was once more of a pure spirit and is no longer. Meaning, uh, you know, think of this was probably something of good alignment that isn't anymore. It, it has lost its way. But, since you rolled so well, I'll give you, I'll let you ask me one question uh, more specific about, say, the stat block. What's its lowest save? Okay, I'm going to give you two Okay. pieces of information because one of them is kind of tied to it. So I'm going to, since you rolled well enough, I'm going to give you the extra. The answer to your question is Fort. However, I will say that he gets a bonus to all of his saves if they include positive. All right. So anything that does any sort of positive energy or positive damage would allow it cause his save to be higher. So I'll give you that. Uh, over here we have a... Uh, you did religion. Yeah. Right. You get a couple of things. First of all, you notice that this is somebody who is or was at least very devout. In fact, you recognize on their regalia a number of things that identify them as the follower of Thede. 
you know, Theed is the god of holy light. It is a lawful good god, uh, very well known, very, uh, I'd say considered one of the major gods. And uh, they tend to not settle down, but very much a light motif. All of They tend to make like plinths and beacons and leave them in towns and those are their holy places. But they also like to move around a lot. Um, but you also rolled really well on your religion check, so I will let you ask me one question. Would you like something random? Yeah, give me something random. Not their highest, though. Oh, you rolled religion, so I'm going to say yeah. it's probably appropriate for you to know that um, this person is going to be considered both a spirit and undead. Okay. For purposes of how they interact with your abilities. Nice. As far as what that means in this realm, that's a question that, a philosophical question that we're not going to get into. Okay. As far as how to impact your abilities those traits apply. Okay. okay. Um, and then we had a warfare over here, which wasn't very high, but I am going to give you a small thing for it. Zedekiel's great pull. Because it's this part is fairly obvious. You can tell by their armor mm -hmm. that this person was probably once a champion of some sort in life. Mm -hmm. You can just tell by the way that they wear things. And then um, what was, what steps? Occultism. You rolled occultism. Also, you didn't roll very well, but I'm going to give you a, uh, also a little something. You have recognized that all of this regalia and stuff is part of the projection of this person. So the fact that they're wearing the armor kind of identifies them, but it doesn't actually mean jack crap as far as what it does. I will make sure that I mention my observations to my companions. So I'll say something like, ooh, Me. that's a... That's probably a fallen champion indeed. I've seen those guys on the battlefield. Uh, that ain't good. Winsoft kind of projects himself out and says, This is a spirit of some sort. Doesn't look very strong and fortuitous, if you will. Not a very good constitution. So, uh, listen, you know, I'm really always ready for a good fight. And actually, if you glance over it, at uh, Zedekiel, you'll see that he doesn't appear to be quite himself. You know, that burning on his skin appears to be making him a little crawly because he's suffering the, currently the stage one of his curse. Uh, and not having been able to make strikes, he's down on armor class and saving throws. So he's, he's itching. You see him like literally, you know, his fingers are twitching on his weapon, but he says, you know, uh, I don't know, guy may be past, uh, past any hope of this sort of thing. We could try talking to him, maybe get him to turn back to light it uh it's it's a it's a tall order at this point if he's this far gone but i mean we could we could give negotiation a try i wouldn't count on it if you look the symbols they probably don't mean anything at this point it's just how the spirit sees himself you know well somebody think they could talk him out of his <laughs> his uh his current state of mind we could, we could send in the the talk. If nothing else, it might yeah. remind him of his, uh, you know, his former obligation to his, 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 uh, you know, his God. God. And maybe, uh, maybe if nothing else, it'll throw him off if we end up having to fight him. Do you say something to the spirit? He's a champion of Thede. Basically, think paladin, but maybe not necessarily yeah. lawful good. Uh, no, I, he is lawful good. Yeah, Theed actually what is yeah, lawful, lawful good, lawful so it would have been a paladin. Okay. Uh, but I just used the, the champion. The correct All Pathfinder right. term. Yep. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're right. okay. yeah, that's what I say. You're fairly certain that's what he was okay. in life, but you also know that that may not Be reflect his abilities dead. now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, hi, follower of, of Theed. Um, so we're we're here to help you connect back with your with your uh a god um don't know what to say this is gonna all right um so if, if you let us yeah take thanks if you <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> yeah yeah uh if if you let us pass you'll be able to to follow and and def defend him again uh please why why for this? Oh, all right. This is the worst choice you could have made. 
you won't until oh, that's no, a nap that's <laughs> well, that's on that note that's so, why we do it because of excellent random number generation yeah and that's uh technically it's a 36 okay <laughs> uh that is a difficult one to adjudicate because i don't exactly know what to do with it so, Ladies and gentlemen, we have thrown the judge yeah, for a loop. Everybody <laughs> bask in the glory. Great success, the diploma. Outstanding. Here's the thing. I don't like not letting a nat 20 do something. <laughs> like, I, I can't be like, well, there's really no reasoning with this guy because he's crazy, so screw you, nat 20. That just seems lame. So I can't do that. But I am going to let you figure out very quickly that <laughs> this guy is beyond reason. Okay. He will respond to you and then... Can, I'll explain to you what you can get for your net 20. I mean, we can do it with... Because I do have the bond mot fee, which is a diplomacy check. Uh, hang on. I, yeah. think, I think I think I've got something that will help you that. out. Yeah, okay. But uh, let me go ahead and give his response. Follow us. <laughs> I see you, and I offer you my respect. But it is my job to ward this passage, and you shall not get any closer. Okay, well... You should continue with your wanderings. You should continue with your faith. One day this passage will open again, and we shall all be able to go through. But until then, it is my job to ward it, and I will not shirk my duties. No, no, but, but we're we're opening it. That That's, that's, that's our job. What? One must assume that the lies of those who are evil and seek to do us ill are always present, and I cannot let my guard down. You are welcome to stay where you are, but come no closer, friend. No, but no, 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 we're... What? And here's what I'm going to give you. <laughs> Since you did roll a nat 20. Okay. So your diplomacy is not successful in the way of that you convinced him to do anything. Okay. <laughs> but it was successful in that it gave him pause. Okay. And for that pause... I'm going to give you guys all 15 feet of free movement to get closer before he starts to do shit. Okay. So now, whether you want to do anything else before you do that, but before we go into initiative, you guys can all use 15 feet of movement that you wouldn't have gotten before. Think of it as like a mini surprise round. Okay. How does that sound? Cool. So I you like it. you weren't able to convince him, <laughs> but your words were enough to to give him pause. And while he was thinking, to kind of be like, what? He missed a beat and allows you guys to get a small jump on. So Zadikiel, upon um, detecting that 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 we may have given him uh, a bit of a moment where he just for a second doesn't seem uh, like he's he's you know quite a hundred percent sure of his action, uh, has uh, uh, raises his. Uh, his warhammer and says uh, to arms my friends and uh, cast the focus spell call to arms which is going to uh, increase our initiative bonus for everyone and also give everyone five temporary hit points um, and if you guys want to go ahead and just get ready for combat you feel you've exhausted your other options uh, go ahead and figure out where you want to get your free 15 feet of movement and then we'll go into initiative so Zazana, or yeah. you were stealthily moving to the side, maybe not stealthily, but uh, definitely surreptitiously moving to the side and distracting this champion of Thebe with your words, your allies move a little closer to get into a better combat position. But finally, he regains his wits, sees what's happening, and realizes you guys are skulking <laughs> into better combat positions. And with that, howls in rage. But when it howls, it's not just a noise. The light changes around. It's like almost like somebody dropped a disco ball in the middle of the room as things kind of flash and move around you. Like the environment is responding to his emotional state. The light around him is angry like him. And Zana, you actually go first. I do. This was your little tactic, so I think it's appropriate that you want initiative. Yeah. Eviscerate him. Make him know the pain of debuffs. Make him know pain from damage. Kill him. So we're going to do a fireball. We'll do it a little bit to the back, um, just so it doesn't hit these these guys before. Okay. Um, yeah, there's easily yeah. a place to do that. These guys, she says, while referring to us, her these comrades. <laughs> yeah. 
these random screwheads. These random boys. She's like, you know, these idiots I'm stuck with. These hooligans, if you will. <laughs> Rapscallions. None of these terms are incorrect. I mean, <laughs> this is uh, the ne'er-do-wells. Yes, if you will. Scoundrels. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with scoundrels. 18 damage. And then... Um, it does seem to damage the creature, but maybe not fully. Okay. Um, you guys seem shocked that it has some resistances. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> no, the thaumaturgy finally gets to do his thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, And I'll throw a guidance off at the Jackson. And that's the end of my turn. Well, so you managed to drop a fireball on this follower of Theed? That's so rude. You're so rude. And it seems to think so as well. So the first thing it does is that howl and rage seems to build. And you notice this odd effect as the howl gets not only louder, but brighter. You see an almost... A light almost building up inside of this follower of Theed. You can see like little rays shooting out of places until he throws his head back even further and almost vomits rays of light out of his mouth as this wide area becomes insanely bright. And it's not just a, a white light, it's many different colors. It's almost a chromatic breath of light. That uh, managed to hit you all, actually, because you all stayed there nice in front of him. He's like, "How you guys are such idiots for standing there. How dare you? As if we haven't got our turns yet? As if 15 feet would have been enough to avoid this. (laughs) He has a good opening move. What can I say? Uh, So this is going to be a uh, fort save for everybody. DC 29. Or if you're currently suffering the effects of a curse, essentially DC 31. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna... Already burning that hero point, huh? Well, no. I won't. 17. No, I won't. It's 22, so it fail. So it's just a regular fail. Alright, let's go ahead and start with the Zana. You failed? Yeah. Alright, so that is 34 points of damage, and you'll be taking... Oh, sorry. 34 points of negative damage and you will be taking 1d6 persistent negative damage. What about uh, Zadikio? Um, <clears throat> that is a failure but not a critical failure. So 34 and then uh, persistent neg? Yep. Yeah, I was trying to think if it was a crit fail or not then I was like, no, it's... it's... What about uh, Constance? Success but not crit success. Right, then you take half of that and no persistent. So 17 damage. And Jack? Success. Same thing. 17 damage, no persistent. You said it was 1d6? It is 1d6 of persistent negative damage. It's almost as though as the light hits you, you guys seem to get a little less bright yourself. Like it's almost taking the light with it as it passes through you. What did we say his his, uh, worst save was? Fort. Not will by chance, huh? It was fort. Fortitude. Not will? I mean, you're saying it's not will. It's not will. Okay, so not will. Did you fail a will save no, over there? But, but I've got a. Uh, I'm angry about now taking persistent negative damage, and uh, I have a spell that will give him. I could positive attunement him, so every round if he failed it, he would take one d8 uh, positive energy damage, which sounds like a fun thing to do. But if you know former paladin probably has pretty decent will save, and mm-hmm. he's gonna make it and then make me sad. So, oh well. Also, he gets a bonus to his saves from positive effects. He does. He gets uh, he, he gets a bonus to his saves against positive effects. That was the second thing I learned. Oh, I missed that one. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, guess what? Uh, fuck you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is especially not a good idea against yeah. him. And I'm going to spend a round casting a spell that isn't going to work. Go ahead, Richard. And then let's go ahead and attack Zadikio, who's close enough. No, am I within range of his reach because he's got, a large-sized creature? He does. Wow. <laughs> God. It's almost like I predicted that. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. Crazy. We, we Call him a prophet, not an oracle. Well, Richard, yeah. I haven't had time to raise a shield, and so my armor class would normally be around a 29, but guess what? I'm suffering from the secondary effects, or excuse me, the moderate effects of a curse at this point. I haven't had a chance to make a strike yet, so 27 is all you're aiming for. Well, let's see how this works. This is As a- he lashes out with you, almost as though he's trying to punch you, yeah. but as he does, his fist turns into a... a, a 
beacon of light. Think of like the Iron Fist, how it like glows, mm-hmm. except for this character doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The Iron Fist? Yeah, if it, this were a cool version of the Iron Fist with the glowy fist, mm-hmm. that's what hits you as his uh, punch of ghastly light. Yeah. 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 So... 27 is what you're aiming for. Please don't say crit. It is not a crit, but, but I'm real close. Yeah, I, I was ready for it. The curse sucks, man. I need to make a strike. Mm-hmm. I'm real close, and I actually didn't roll all that well on my damage either. So that is only going to be uh, 17 damage. Okay. That's hard anything you can talk about. I don't know why we're discussing it. The good news is, is you're fast healing, Brock, now, and you don't even need to hit with a strike. You just need to make a strike. I know, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> at least there's the benefit. No, that would suck on toast if you had to hit with that yeah, strike. Yeah, if you had to hit. Said. Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> real, be real bad. So uh, he's made his opening moves. He's done what he's going to do. Uh, hopefully you guys are sufficiently impressed. And Constance, feel free to retort. All right. To start my turn, I am going to attempt an lore undead. Recall knowledge. And that is going to be a 37. So, because of you, I've now gone back through and added these directly on the stat block so I don't have to, to look it up or have the chart and just put the standard DC and the class DC right there at the top of the character sheet. Uh, so, which is probably something I should have been doing all along, but it didn't come up enough. And now it comes up every time. Uh, also, in further good news, that's just enough to make it a crit success. So, tell me the kind of information you're going after and I will give you plenty um he's actually more going to be looking at kind of how this is undead still in this realm and what all effects that still has so part of that's just learning how much of the undead effects it has but he's also going to be paying attention to its light attack because it just well showed that off and trying to figure out what exactly that is, if that's some sort of innate ability, if that's more akin to a focus spell. I'm going to give you two explanations, one thematic, one mechanical. Here's what you think has happened. Your theory on what's going on here. This spirit, this champion of Thede, who once again, Thede is the god of holy light. So they're very much into, you know, everything is thematically light. As this spirit became corrupt over time somehow, it learned to absorb light from other people and bring it into itself. That's how it's absorbing power from other spirits. It's taking that light, that spiritual essence that it sees as that brightness and crispness and bringing it into itself. Possibly originally thinking it was doing so to preserve it, but ultimately being corrupted by it. Now, the reason it's undead is because it's done this enough in what is essentially some sort of, uh, you know, necromantic parasite that it's bringing in the negative energy as well. That's what it's doing. It's using the light to kind of absorb their, their essence. So enough of that is inside of it that it essentially procs as an undead. Now, whether or not it's technically an undead or whether it's close enough to make it work with your uh, abilities is a great philosophical question that I'm sure academics will debate ad nauseum. However, mechanically, it means that it does qualify as an undead, which you already knew. But you also know that that means it's going to have your standard undead immunities, which are going to be uh, death effects, disease, paralyzation, precision, poison, uh, can't be unconscious, things like that. Like, those are going to be your normal undead immunities. Uh, but then you also know that it's going to have uh, some more specific resistances that aren't specifically undead, but maybe more spiritual. But I'm not going to give you those specifically. Um, but I will say that you know it's going to have channel resistance and maybe a few interesting little undead feats like that. You're going to see that it's, it's manipulation of positive and negative energy is going to be a theme. All right, then as my first action, because that's the free action granted by my tome, I am going to attempt to exploit vulnerability, which is going to be a 36. 
Uh, 36, exploit vulnerability. Do you get information with that one? Or? Yes. Oh. Uh, it, that should be a success, correct? Yeah, yes. Then I get an important fact about the creature learning its highest weakness, or one of its highest, if it has multiple of the same value. It does. I'm going to give you the obvious one, but I'm also going to tell you why. It's obvious. Well, I take that back. This isn't a weakness. It doesn't have any weaknesses, but I'm going to give you its resistance. One of its resistances, because I think it makes sense here for you to have learned this. That it has resistances, but there are a couple of things that will negate its resistance or get by it. One of those is positive energy, because to him, positive energy is light. Negative energy is darkness, and it's manipulating those two. So anything that it sees as light coming towards it is going to make it take damage normally. It's going to get by its resistance because it, it doesn't know what to do with it. The corrupt side of it doesn't handle the, the purity of light or positive energy well. So it allows you to bypass its normal resistance. Uh, in that case, I'm going to use mortal weakness with positive to bypass that. Yep. And then Constance is going to dig around in his esoterra bit and pull out a small ring. He's going to glance at it, sigh a bit, and look over at Zedekiel and go, catch. And he's going to toss the ring to Zedekiel. And I'm going to use share vulnerability, which means that you are now also going to proc that on your strikes. So you cast a tossed a ring that I need to cast? Uh, pick? no, not really. Technically, that's just thematic. The oh. ring is purely thematic sure, because okay. that's just me giving you a token. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's proposing. Got down on his knee. I catch it in my mouth and swallow it. That was your intent, right? Yeah. How it how share weakness works is basically yeah. I grant you a token that is in some way linked to me, mm -hmm. which allows you to proc off of my exploit vulnerability. Excellent, thank you. Currently, that bonus is going to be what? Um, it, that's just going to let you get past his his VR. Yes. Yes. Got it. So it allow you to bypass his resistance. Nice, nice. I'll take it. And Better not miss. I feel I'm being set up for success here. <laughs> <laughs> then as my final action, I'm just yeah. going to step forward. Just one. Unfortunately, the thaumaturgs got their turn, so 15 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I have to let the DM lore dump. <laughs> <laughs> Catching that ring thematically, I um, I go, ooh, yeah. give, you a, give you a glance as if to say, mm, I like this. And then I uh, step forward. Only a five-foot step, Richard, uh, into that spot right there. And um, <clears throat> I, I do a bit of a, um, uh, not a salute, if you will, but kind of one of those, um, you know, warrior-to-warrior -warrior nods as though, all right, so be it. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to rear back with my Warhammer, uh, and uh, we'll take a big old attack on this guy. So this is going after him with a striking, uh, disrupting ghost touch Warhammer. B-O-A. Mm, that's good roll. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 35 to hit, um, which is definitely going to hit him and presumably going to bypass some weaknesses as well. So we've determined, I believe, that he counts as a ghost. Does he not? I'm rolling an old school bone die. Bone die is really... Uh, spirit is the tag he has. Doesn't mm -hmm. say ghost. I don't know how that interacts. Well, sure. No, it's just, it's undead, right? Yeah, it so, is undead. Yeah, yeah. We, we determined that. So that's going to be a little extra damage uh, that goes along there. And uh, let's see. We are at an additional bonus to damage because I'm in my moderate curse. So here we go. Uh, mm, well, not the most amazing of rolls. One and the three on the eight-siders. Uh, look at me here. I'm not throwing my dice across the room. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> uh, in case you're wondering, I'm filled with rage. That's it, only... Go ahead. And the new studio is a smaller room, so yeah, there could be some collateral damage from that. of a ricochet that'll put out somebody's... Um, uh, oh, out. <laughs> by the way, actually, Richard, uh, you know what? I, I, actually, that uh, plus two status bonus to hit because I'm in my moderate curse actually would have bumped it up 
just a little bit. And instead of 35, it would be, well, whatever, 37. Still not enough. God damn it. All right, everybody. You're yeah, fishing for that plank, crit. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so close. And I did the math. And I'm like, if I was in plank, that would have been, though. Yeah. Oh, where where, where were you, man? <laughs> it's not my turn yet. We're getting oh, there. Oh, for God's sake. Six, roll, just roll the same thing again next time. 16 points of damage, man. You, that's it. How do you trust a uh, Magus? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that sure seems underwhelming. But to it me. does seem to all go through. Mm. Yay. You know what? I'm going to use another, uh, because of the fact that I have the Bastion dedication and the reflexive shield reaction. Uh, thank you. I, I'm learning how to play this character now that we've done so a dozen Slowly sessions sure. together. Look at Sean knowing his character Yeah, now. I just looked it up a moment ago. Kevin's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to murder you. And then I fail miserably uh, on that last uh, uh, attack. He's so, a big kid now. So I do not have my shield raised, but I'm looking at you like try to hit me. I'm going to raise that shield just in a moment. Mm. And uh, with that, I kind of uh, look over at the... Uh, the, the uh, it's throwing me off a bit seeing a living looking spirit uh, kind of hovering around uh, Jack and then uh, a, a non-living one hovering, being... You know what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. your turn, Gavin. Okay. Dishonest fully disassociated with the Jacks. She just don't pay attention. It's too much. Weird me out, man. I feel all flanky. Mm-hmm. As I move and destroy. The creature chooses to not attack. I don't like the way you Shut said up, that. Richard. He doesn't have attack <laughs> of opportunity. Now we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been laughing because you guys are going out of your way to not provoke an attack of opportunity that doesn't actually have it. So. Well, it's not like it mattered that much. I mean, no. this is the plan anyways. Well, we had, well, you know what? We had breach. We figured that one out. Yep. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's we're batting 500. That's a sports that's reference for those two. Really? Yeah. Really? You know really? Batten yeah. yeah. 500 never would have guessed. Sports ball. Baseball, I'm told. I know. Yeah. I am spell striking, gouging claw with my ghost touch weapon. So after running into flank, you after. are being a magus? Yes. Yeah. So that will be a, because I am using guidance on this, it's a 25 to hit, which is a success. And in today's episode of Magus 101. That is it. Okay. Oh, did you roll your persistent damage? Oh, yeah, you should have done that. And your check. You Chose not to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anybody got a problem with that? No. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> wanted to roll your check to get out of it. Anybody besides but... the judge have a problem with that? That's what no, I'm wondering here. No. Just roll your d6. Uh, it wasn't a d6. Okay. Is, I'm gonna say this every time I roll this time. Yeah, you go ahead and do that you, while I'm rolling. Your, your magus has 50 die over here to roll anyway. So yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> only rolled a two though. Yep. Combat. So much for a speedy combat for this game. Oh, I got a five. Yeah, oh, I don't right. It's like, it. What are you Everybody's doing? pausing like I'm supposed to do something. What was it, what am I DC? 15. Fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all suck. All right, that is 40 points of damage. What all things are with that? See if anything bypasses. All right, so it is flaming. It is ghost touch. It does positive or negative, depending on whichever he is weaker to, and some of that is physical. So you you do manage to bypass it. Okay. There were actually two things in there that would bypass it. There you go. And Kerthunk have forty damage, just like that. That's my turn. All right, Dazana, it's back to you. Okay. Top of the order. All right. <laughs> Well then, yeah, we're gonna shoot a lightning ball out of space. That usually makes me feel better. <laughs> I get a reflex save. Yeah. I recall that Doctor Tindall seems to like lightning bolts as well. There you go. Merry Christmas. Um, oh. My reflex. What is it? Um, it's a twenty-seven. Well. A fail. I rolled me a big old fat net one right there. Mm, oh, yeah, and that's a good fail. Too, so. <laughs> that, that is going to make that a crit fail. Cool. <laughs> so normally that's what? 40, 12, that's 60, 12. So that would be 60, 12, 60, 12. 12. <laughs> Don't you just roll the normal amount of dice and double the damage? Yeah. Spells yeah. crit fail. Okay. You just take That's the normal way to do it, but an optional rule. Oh, yeah. So yeah you yeah, can yeah. double the I'll dice. And I usually let people choose which one of those they okay, want to Okay, well, let's do my six, d12 first. Because <laughs> some people just like to really roll all the dice, and I don't want to get in the way of that. 
I like the doubling rule, but my main thing is, is it's like, like if you're gonna do so doubling, many D12. is to double it for something like the Magus because they're gonna have to roll so many dice in the first place. It's mm -hmm. like you don't want to double the Magus's dice. Do not. The, the doubling <laughs> is faster, which I think why that's the standard rule. But I also get the as somebody who likes to roll lots of dice, I get why it's fun to be like it's twelve D six. I want to roll it. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that's a two and a two on those two twelve siders. Dear God, I demand you double instead of reroll. Hold on. God. So seventy damage. Seventy damage. Now, what you think happened is you had a moment of brilliance as you cast this lightning bolt. You realize that you know, you've seen this zap shoot out before, yeah. and it creates a little light. And you think to yourself, if that light were just a little brighter, it might hurt this guy more based on all the things that you've learned. And somehow with a little extra force of will, this lightning bolt becomes even a little brighter as it zaps down the way and seems more effective. <laughs> 70 points of damage. Oh my goodness. Um, now, however, it doesn't get by his resistance, so it's a little slightly less. I was waiting for you to say, he's immune to lightning. No, no not immune. You, you wouldn't even you. make it out of the room. But you did not <laughs> bypass. Murder. Recording every moment of it. However, the crit effect really made up for that. Um, and then we'll do uh, guidance on Zadikiel. Thank you. You know, I'd like to point out that the combination of the Magus and the Wizard have done 120 points of damage. <laughs> and I, your Oracle of Battle, the tried and true <laughs> master of the battlefield, the, the beweaponed armored, shielded, you know, just ass kicker has done 16. Yeah, well, your wizard dropped a nuke. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. God, God bless her for it. I mean, uh, we're, we're quickly learning this. She did more damage than both of us combined, to be fair. <laughs> I, I, yeah. She's got she's got Stockhold share on this guy's life yeah, currently. Yeah. No, right. I mean, Sammy <laughs> is the, um, you know, I just defer to you to kill the shit from now on in these games. As we like to call her, Sammy, Angel of Death. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. At this um, at this point, you know, me uh, and you like just kind of served it up for her to get the clearly it's shot. Let's yeah. be fair. That I want that to be my official title from now on. Sammy, so, like, angel of death. Yeah. So like, Sammy, you didn't make that a character. Actually, yeah. yeah. Can we switch it to Harbinger? Harbinger. Yes, I do like that oh, more. God. So like, when I go into the podcast, why do I hear um, telling and <laughs> um, look that, at the descriptions? It'll always. I want it to say Sammy, a Harbinger of Death. Thank I, you. I, 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 I know the, I know the guy. I know the producer pretty well. Perfect, perfect. Wh which hey. harbinger were you thinking of? Oh, so there, you guys exchange there, there, There's some Genshin fans who are going to listen to that and be like, ah, ha, ha, funny. I got the reference to the Fatui harbingers. Because the, the reason I'm asking is because, you know, old fart here. I'm like, you mean harbinger, the character from the 1985 series Crisis on Infinite Earths? <laughs> or, by Marv Wolfman and, and uh, no, not that one? Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to sit down now. I just like the word. Arbinger. It's a cool word. It's, it's a good word. Say. It's a good it's word. A solid word. Yeah, I don't get any of those references, but it's fun to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, your effectiveness seems to have uh, put this spirit in dire situation, and it re reacts accordingly. And it attacks me. Oh wait. Oh, hold on. Oh, you gotta do your persistent. Yep. And make your flat check. You know, me, me and Sean are just going to tell each other that we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was us. That That's why we really messed up with his mojo. So he, he that's why he crit failed. It's like the opening the pickle jar thing. You know, it's like, Not 20. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Did you like the hand movement there where she's like, nailed it. Like, <laughs> this shit is easy. I don't know why you guys, yeah. you guys are going on about like, this game. Why is... are you bitches complaining? Not, like, not only did so she solve easy. that, not only did she solve the persistent negative damage, she just felt her back get a little better. She's like, oh, I popped my back real good there. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. like that felt great. The wizard like, is like, in the back over there, like, giving the snaps, like, mm. yeah, just like, like, uh, like, stretching, like, I don't know why you guys are complaining. This is so easy. Like, what? <laughs> well, hopefully we're going to make it a little less easy as this creature <laughs> begins to spin almost as in a pirouette, as it almost disintegrates into light beams that swirl around in a chromatic whirlwind, which is about 40 feet tall and a little over 10 feet wide. So it's going to get three of you will be caught in the chromatic whirlwind. And I need fort saves from everybody but the wizard. <laughs> okay. 
who the, who provoked this attack and, <laughs> and is then not going to suffer from it. What was the DC? That's a DC 29 fort save. Okay. <laughs> That's an easy save for babies. <laughs> All right, Zadik, you, you, you succeeded. All I right, did not then, crit succeed, but succeeded. Then you take half damage for 21. All right. Success. Constant the same thing, half damage for 21. This is negative damage, by the way. That leaves me with 69 hit points, in case you're wondering. And what about the Jacks? Uh... The Jax had to use a hero point so that way they could roll two better, which was exactly enough that when they emergency charge against this, that they get the plus two, which makes it just enough to not fail. <laughs> so, <laughs> Using a hero point and a reaction, I barely don't fail that. So the Jax panic and manage to uh, to succeed, which is the same thing, 21 negative damage. Which for the emergency charge, it looks like it's Winsaw holding the shield and not Matei. Ooh. Any of you people find yourself in need of some healing, you just let old Ezekiel know I can lay down some for the group. Or more better one at a time. You know, how it goes. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like hit like the when you fail, those that's when it really like packs the punch. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would have been a forty two on a failure. That mm-hmm. that one that one hurts. So we have uh three people up. I'm just gonna roll randomly one, two, three. One, two, who is our thaumaturge over here. So Constance, you know those glowy fists that it normally punches with seem to be like swirling around the whirlwind here. You guys are kind of dodging and moving out of their way, but Constance misses one as it smacks you upside the head. 35, so it's going to be a good solid hit. And that is going to do 29 negative damage. And I get one more of those. It's going to be one, which is our Magus. Much better damage, at least. That is going to be 30 to hit. That's exactly what you need right now. Okay. And... Shield. Emergency starter cast shield on me. Did you get plus so one? I, yeah, I still get it. So that is a 41 negative damage. Ow. Ooh, ouch, my bones. And those are three actions as you guys are caught in this chromatic whirlwind. Which it is, it does cover anything within 10 feet, so. If you were wanting to move out of it, that's where you need to go. And that's all it can do, so, Constance. So, question. Yes. Can I not see in there, then? Yeah, it doesn't block line of sight or anything. Okay. Uh, you know, thematically, you'd have to, you know, you're looking around and you're kind of seeing okay. things. But it, it doesn't block line of sight. Okay. Alright. Constance is going to start off with Shocker recall knowledge and because I haven't actually propped religion yet I'm going to use recall knowledge religion that's a 34 that's plenty the standard DCs aren't all that high actually um so I get one piece of information for the standard success right um you do I I'm running out of thing we haven't gotten with religion uh, about all I can tell you is you you probably guessed the ghost touch is something that gets past his resistance uh, so does force would you probably guess and I'll go ahead and finish it out uh, for that the technically has double resistance against non-magical which is really not important at ninth level so that's at that point you know everything I'm still uh, right. in the future going to be making those yeah. checks but that's just because this rocks one of my we abilities. won't add information yeah. As you learn new nuances. More things to scribble down in the book later. And He doesn't like sage. It smells a little funny to him. And it makes him angry. Irish soap? He's not a fan of it. Yeah. Is it cilantro that tastes like soap to some people? Yeah. Yeah. It does to me. Same. Yeah. When I found that out and you know about that story about the gene and everything, and they're like, some people taste like soap. I'm like, holy shit! All these years, yeah, soap. That's what exactly what it tastes like. It used to not to, but it like kind of got a soapy flavor to me as I got older. It's because it sucks. I got older. I am going to start off with an intensify vulnerability, and then I'm going to attempt a strike. You're the one with a defect. I don't know, man. It's a genetic advantage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of something power, but everything I came up with is dirty, so I'm not going to say that. That is a 39-2 hit. 
That is the the magic number there. You guys are going to Crit City one more time. <laughs> Crit City, gonna have some fun. Crit City. Two dice for every Crit weapon. City. I was gonna go. We built Crit City. <laughs> oh, you got better. We built Crit City. <laughs> Frustrated Bard raising his head once again. Ooh, that was my knee. Just give I it don't up know if you heard that. Dungeon, Richard. You pop your knee, though. I thought yeah. that was somebody like clicking the yeah. mic. I didn't no, hear it. I was, felt it through the table. That was my knee. <laughs> it's actually disattached right now, everybody. It's like <laughs> on, laying on the ground. Did you break yourself? That no. is going to be bleeding everywhere. Forty-four damage, plus one d six persistent bleed, and one d ten persistent fire. I hate it when my players are so productive and efficient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Constance, how's it go? Yay! Woo! All right. So Constance, having uh, assessed the, his, the, his foe properly, is going to, after watching them get offset by his comrade's attack, line up the shot and then throw his chakram cleanly through the neck of his enemy and ca- uh, catching it in his hand as the body falls to the floor. And indeed, this whirlwind of light seems to fade into nothingness as you sense the spirit dissipating. Although you wonder how it will reassemble itself sometime in the future, but that's not something you have to worry about right now. Do you guys go ahead and move forward and place your beacon? Yeah, that we do. Yeah, after we killed that guy in two rounds. <laughs> I know. We do a bit of damage. Actually, it's about one and a half, actually. Mm-hmm. You know what I can Yeah, because like, I was going to cast guidance on you next. I was just going to like make my way yeah, around. Yeah, Zadikiel hasn't even gotten to use his guidance. Yeah, he just got it. Know. You know, clearly that guy was unnerved by my presence <laughs> on the battlefield. Yep. And that opened him up to a series of very powerful yeah, we, strikes. Yeah, we loosened the pickle jar in that one. Exactly yeah. correct. Well, you say that as if you didn't, you had 50 points. And so, I mean, me, 16, my friends, once again, I think I'm just going to go <laughs> home. did like a good 30. Crits, Crits can really swing this combat. If I could get out of this purgatory, I would just leave now. I cannot. I just want to go home and take a nap. You're stuck with me. So as you guys would have expected, when you set the beacon, you see yourself near a passage that has iconography and symbols that lead you to believe this leads to the realm for Theed, the god of holy light. Is there a glow that emanates from it, a blinding light? Interestingly enough, there's not. But you feel like there should be. Like the passageway blocks the light hmm. that should be coming from Theed's holy land. I suppose it makes sense that you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel if you're already dead. I'm going to take a minute to unpack that. There's <laughs> a lot cooler. I think you're right. I dig it. <laughs> so Wait taking. So you're not Dr. Tindleton? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had this discussion so many times. It was literally like a week after we talked about this on the boat. It was uh, like you, we had I, so I got, many How are you still caught up on that part it. of this equation? That guy hit me in the head pretty hard. <laughs> like literally, we had so many one-on-one talks about it on the boat Re-agree. after you threatened to throw yeah, me but, off. I mean, I need help. I've got a concussion. Recurring <laughs> 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 con- concussive disorder. Please, please help me. Is Ezekiel having a strong... Do you have any healing, Dr. Tindleton? <laughs> no! I'm a wizard, not a cleric! Why, why do I taste purple? <laughs> it smells like burnt toast. <laughs> and while you contemplate such things, and Constance... Everything hurts. ...grabs the third beacon and starts to head off in that direction, hoping that you guys choose to follow. See where your next location is, but we're going to figure that out on the next episode of the Adventures of All Podcast.
music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. If you like what you hear, give the Adventurer's Vault a shout-out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.